You are listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I'm your host, Giovanna Capoza, and I'm here today with my friend and colleague, Ruby Freeman. Ruby is a coach for the new generation of thought leaders. As a top breakthrough coach for purpose-driven leaders who are ready to bring their big missions into the spotlight, her no-bullshit approach ignites true transformation while flipping fear into actualized ambition and doubt into absolute confidence. Ruby works with leaders from artists to entrepreneurs who are ready to rise above their limitations and amplify their message. She's coached over hundreds of clients and she's the catalyst for change and is hugely successful at helping them embody radical resilience and an unstoppable mentality. She's been named an inspirational woman by Huffington Post, creator of the three-day transformative leadership workshop Amplified Soul, founder of Thought Leader Collective, and the host of today's Thought Leader podcast. Ruby's bold, no-nonsense approach helps leaders rise up to fulfill their missions and make their voices heard. Parents, if you've got children in the room, we are going to swear on this show. There's going to be some F-bombs dropped, and I want you to know that in advance, so make sure you put a headset on, get the kitties out of the room, and settle back and sit down, enjoy this really frank, open, honest, and down-to-earth conversations with someone who I admire for her ability to really just not give a you-know-what. Enjoy the show, guys. Hey, Ruby. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Giovanna, we finally did it. We We're did finally it. here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Third time's a charm, right? We tried a few times and there was like, I had like a whatever, last minute crisis and then I had wind blowers or leaf blowers, which by the way, I think should be banned. Like, can we just say how they're the most useless piece of equipment that all they do <laughs> is make noise? Um, but as I record from home, yeah, there there's these external factors. So, so glad you can you know, fit me and us back into your schedule and that you're here today. I've been really looking forward to this conversation with you for a while now. So thank you. Mm, Me too. I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you're someone that I was sort of following on Instagram and in the ethers, right? The interweb ethers for a little while before we even spoke and then before we even met. And what I always admired about you and where, you know, my hope is that we can go today with this conversation is I admired this. And and by the way, if anyone is listening to this on speaker and you have children in the room, we're going to get a little explicit. There will be the odd F-bomb. Uh, Ruby's in the house and this is how we <laughs> roll. And, and so just if you are on speaker or you listen to this in your car, put a headset on, put it on pause until the kids aren't in the room. Cause there's going to be some F bombs, but going back to what I, where I was leading with the F bombs is what I love about you is the way you just put it all out there and you do that online, but you do that also with your clients. And it's this whole refreshing just keeping it freaking real mm-hmm. that attracted me to you. And even once we've, we've spoken and now we've been at events together um, 
And it's the same. It's the same in person as you are online. It's just keeping it real. And this is who I am. And like, fuck it. This is how I show up. And it's refreshing because that authenticity I find is so lacking, especially with this age of social media. And I wondered if you can speak a little bit, even take us back in time before you are the Ruby you are today, right? Before you showed up in the way that you show up now. What was life like before that? And walk us through this journey to get you to basically this fuck it place. I'm just going to lay it all out there. <laughs> Let's just call it the fuck it place. Let's just call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was raised in a in a culture, um, in a South Asian culture where women um, aren't really encouraged to speak their minds or speak their truths. I mean, in fact, everyone, men and women aren't really like we're just there to uh, put a smile on our face, make everything seem as if it's okay in our lives so that no one talks about us behind our backs. Like it's just that type of a society and community. And that's how I was raised. Um, so anytime there was something wrong, I was told to put a smile on my face. And um, anytime that I attempted to express my feelings, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a positive experience for me. And it's not because my parents, you know, were mean people. They just didn't, they didn't have the capacity to deal with this, you know, Canadian born daughter who's a lot more expressive than they're used to because they were raised in India. And so it feeling, I felt as if I was always uh, wrong when I expressed myself. I felt as if people didn't understand me. And that's really tough as a child to feel so deeply misunderstood. And at a very, very young age, I mean, the earliest I can remember is about 10 or 11 is when I started experiencing anxiety um, in my life and actual panic attacks. And the way that they transpired would would be in these explosive um, sort of situations where I would literally explode and and shake and and scream and yell and and people started labeling me as moody and and then that became my thing like I was just the moody child and so the older I got it felt like the quieter I got because I was just training myself to just keep my mouth shut and speak when I'm spoken to and not express my emotions because bad things happen when I express what I really feel. And I really carried this on into adulthood. But with this, I felt the weight of my anxiety getting stronger and my depression was getting stronger. And at um, around the age of 22, I was diagnosed with, uh, I was really sick and I was diagnosed with clinical depression, anxiety disorder, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, and PTSD. And there were time, there were many days where I couldn't even leave the bedroom. I couldn't even get out of bed. I was in so much pain and going through so many intense emotions and not feeling like I could really express them and be safe, which is what led me to, um, becoming addicted to my medications. Cause at this point, the doctors had put me on a ton of medications, including benzos. And I, I became addicted to my benzos. So, as I continued to go on in my young adult life, overprescribed and um, underexpressed, which you know, I, I when I look back and I and I think about it, it's like when you don't have 
the freedom to express yourself, you're repressing a part of yourself. And that repression creates such a heaviness. It can create, it can amplify your anxiety. It can amplify your depression because here you are walking around feeling as though you have zero freedom, you know, that maybe in the outside world, you have freedom, you have freedom to walk around, you have freedom to do things, but inside you don't feel like you have that freedom. You feel like you're caged. And that's how I felt for so much of my life. It wasn't until probably, um, about five or six years ago that I really started to learn how to express myself. And it came in a really, a different way. Um, I had become an at a full blown addict, in uh, my late 20s or early 30s. And I was drinking daily, I was doing drugs. And um, my life kind of came crashing down at the age of I believe I was around 30. Um, but it was like 2012. I remember the year it was 2012. And I had just ended a really bad relationship. I have I had a tendency to date the wrong people. And this was the worst relationship I'd ever been in. And it was one where I really kept my mouth shut. And when that ended, I started this journey of um, self-discovery. Like I just wanted, uh, first of all, I realized that it was an accumulation of my choices that led me to that path. And that was a major, major epiphany to have in 2012 was to look around and say, whoa, like I created this life. Um, And from that epiphany, I started making different choices. And I needed a place to keep myself accountable because I didn't feel like I could do this on my own, but I also didn't feel safe enough to share this with the people around me. Uh, And it wasn't like people around me didn't know what I was going through. People knew um, I just wasn't receiving their support or their help. So I turned to Tumblr. I was very, very well known on social media. I was a nightlife promoter. Everybody knew me, um, had almost like 5,000 friends on Facebook and everyone knew who I was and I wanted to keep this somewhat anonymous, but I wanted to put something out into the internet because I felt as though if I just share what's going on, like the raw truth and, and have an outlet for me to express myself, I feel like I could breathe and I feel like I could hold mm. myself accountable to this journey. And so I, I created this like Tumblr account because no one knew me on Tumblr. <laughs> Somewhere you can sort of hide, but sort right. of be visible. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a not anonymous. I can't even remember the name I used. And I just started expressing myself and it would come out in the form of either like poems or quotes or really raw like journal entries, sharing just what I was going through, whatever thoughts I had. And it felt so great to express myself finally to feel like I had an outlet. I can express myself. It felt somewhat public. Um, It felt like I could breathe. And then uh, one day I had the courage to share one of my posts from Tumblr onto Facebook where everyone knew me. And that was when it started. That's when I started getting private messages from people. I would get private messages from, you know, some of the world renowned DJs that I had been working with, um, famous artists like messaging me, wow, I'm going through the same thing. And that I realized that there's such a potency to truth. Like there's such a potency to it because it's the thing that bridges connection. When people are walking around pretending to be a certain way, there's no way that you can connect. You can authentically connect to others. And here I was spilling my guts out on social media, sharing what was going on. 
Um, and not in a like verbal diarrhea way, like it was actually pretty poetic, but just really sharing like, here's what I'm going through. And here's what's happening. And people were resonating with it. And there was there was a piece of that that I was like, I think this is part of my gift. And I, and I think I'm supposed to do this more. And so I started doing it more publicly and sharing more publicly on, on Facebook as I was going into my sobriety and, and cleaning up my life. And, um, people started asking me for help. And that's when I realized, okay, I think I'm, I'm landing on what I'm meant to do. Uh, so I went to school, became a life coach, did NLP, did a bunch of different trainings, really immersed myself in the personal development space, all while still expressing myself online and learning how to use that muscle. You know, it was like as if my throat chakra hadn't been opened ever and I was training it to open. And first it started at like a really small size and and the more I used it, the larger and larger it got. And um, it just, it, it to me, it felt like freedom and the connection that was like the gift, you know, to, to be able to authentically connect with people and relate to people and resonate with people. That was so, so deep for me because my entire life, I felt like I was trying to fit in. Like I was trying to be something for other people. I was trying to be a certain way for people to like me when really all it took was me to express who I really was and express my true voice. And boom, like people who are meant to be around me, find me. And so it was really this experience, this journey of, of, I call it like finding my voice and I'm still on it. You know, I think it's, it's a journey that I'll be on for, for the rest of my life, but it's really honing in on learning how to express myself in a way that is a thousand percent aligned with my truth. So beautiful. I mean, there's so many things I mean, I could, there's so many pieces in what you said that I can just go here or go here or go there. And it speaks to me so much on a personal level. And I know that people are listening and it's speaking to them as well. You know, depression in and of itself is I, my belief around it. It's just, it's a myriad of things of repressed emotions that get diagnosed into this big umbrella term. And at the core of it, there's so much unexpressed emotion. And I love the way you took us on the arc of that journey. And ultimately, you know, your own bravery, really your own courage to be vulnerable and to be open and actually express that which you repressed is ultimately what healed you. And Mm -hmm. I just, and I think, you know, we joked around about the fuck it stuff and whatever and and being really vocally expressive, but that's just a piece of it, right? Like that's just the, you know, superficial, let's say fun piece, right? To expression is just being able to say whatever you want out there. But really it's coming from this deeper place. And I'm so glad you shared that story because the deeper yearning and desire, I think for many of us, and I'm on that journey as well, is of self-expression and vulnerability. I've talked about, you know, I'm in the process of writing my book um, this year and Mm -hmm. that in and of itself, it's just like having to, you know, my, my book coach will say to me, like, I need you to bleed on the page more. And I'm like, oh God. And here you are, basically bleeding on the page publicly right from the beginning. And and that is what drew me to you initially before I even knew you. Um, and so it speaks volumes to how powerful that is. So I, I really, really want to thank you for sharing that story with us. Mm, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, this is why I, I've, I've nicknamed myself the voice catalyst. And this is why I do the work that I do is I think that there's so many people that feel 
repressed and, um, what we have to realize is we're the only ones repressing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we start to utilize our truth and dive into our potency, we, we get to remove those shackles and we get to free ourselves. This isn't about something that is outside of us. It's about tapping into that place within us to find that sense of freedom. Absolutely. And there's such, um, it's like this dual thing. And I, you know, if I'm going to speak personally with myself, uh, the dual mm -hmm. battle within me, and I'm sure this will resonate with you as well, is that there's this like deep, deep desire to like, you know, like even stand on a stage or stand somewhere or stand out there and just express like fully and truly just all of you, the authentic full piece of you. And it's, and it's an equal, um, you know, that's the pull. And then the tug is that equal sense of like, oh my God, what mm. if they don't like me? What mm -hmm. if I screw up? What if I fail? What if they point and laugh? And this is a part of the human condition, really. I think everyone has that. And could you speak to that a little bit of how you navigate that and how maybe you see that navigated um, with your clients? Yeah. I mean, fear is the number one thing that holds us back, fear in our beliefs. And, um, it's like our entire programming. And when you say for anyone listening, say you're about to stand on stage and speak, everything's going to come at you. The fear of judgment, the fear of being seen as an imposter, the fear of people misunderstanding you, the fear of like fucking it up, the fear of failing, like all that shit's going to come up. Um, but what's it worth to you? You know, like for me, I always say my purpose outweighs my bullshit. And the only way to really successfully navigate through your fear, and I mean through it, is to take action that is going to move you through it. Because if you stand up on that stage and you get hit by that fear of judgment, the fear of being seen as an imposter, and you're just like, yep, I quit, and I, you walk away, you've just given your fear power, and that amplifies the fear. And now that fear becomes stronger in your system versus like, let me just say, fuck it, and present what I'm here to present or say what I'm here to say, because that is going to push you on the other side of fear. And that's what I always say is like, we have to be so courageous, courageous enough to face the things that are actually holding us back. And those things are within us, you know, and people are going to judge. Like, this is a truth. Everyone listening, you have to accept this. There are always going to people, there are always going to be people who judge. There's always going to be opportunities for you to fail. You are always going to fuck up. Like, this is just life. This shit happens and it can happen on a daily basis, but failure is not the end. Judgment does not define you. And when you fuck up, you have the choice to keep going. So if you let these things hold you back, then you're just keeping yourself stuck exactly where you're at and you're taking away the freedom from yourself and your life. I love it. Preach, girl. Preach. Um, <laughs> you said something else in there that like literally just sort of like it hit me like someone smashed a symbol in my head and I was like, like this like reverberating inside my body right now because you said something really powerful in there that if you are or when you become in touch with the greater purpose for whatever the expression is, that that in and of itself will take you through the fear because, you know, I think of people in history um, that were great orators or great speakers or um, even people that expressed through their art in other different ways 
and they were connected to their purpose. They're human. There was definitely fear there. We can we can mm-hmm. say without a shadow of a doubt there was fear there in, in Gandhi and there was fear there in Mother Teresa or Martin Luther King. And yet these people with the fear were so connected to the purpose for their expression. And this purpose mm-hmm. doesn't have to be for everybody listening that you're going to go save the world or, you know, challenge civil rights. It doesn't have to be that big. It could even be that the purpose is that if I don't express myself, that a little piece of me is going to die inside and I'm choosing to stand for my purpose and stand for living. But that just hit me so strongly when you said that, Ruby, Mm. that if you're in touch with your purpose for the expression, that that in and of itself will take you through the fear. And it's like, I want to cry just thinking of that for Mm -hmm. myself. Um, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Say everyone has that. the right, everyone listening, all of you have the right to fully express yourself. You just need to create the containers to do so. If you know, like for me growing up in my family at a young age, that wasn't a safe container for me to do so. But once I reached adulthood and, and, um, realized that this was something I wanted, I created the container for me to do so. So you get to create that container for yourself and you can do that at any point in your life. And once you create that container, you get to activate your voice and express yourself in a way that feels right for you. It doesn't have to be with all the fucks like I do, but it just in a way that's that that leaves you feeling free and in touch with who you are so that um you don't you no longer have to feel like you're parading around your life with a mask on your face because that, I mean, who wants to live like that? Absolutely. And it just dawned on me as you were talking about all the fucks. I'm like, people are going to be listening to this and they're going to have to, they're going to have to Google you and look you Mm -hmm. up because they're probably thinking, what are they talking about? And we're talking about your liberal use of the F-bomb, which I have personally love. (laughs) I think the most intelligent people in the world use the F-bomb. That's my personal opinion. I'm sure there's research out there. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Exactly. But that's actually, that's what's powerful about it because what it says to me, I mean, it's a word right but the Mm -hmm. power behind it is that look I'm out of the box I'm not I'm whatever box I'm in it's because I created it and I made it and that's where I am but I am not in your box I'm gonna I'm gonna operate through my sense of personal freedom and that's why I love your liberal use of the word and how you show up because it's I mean you're this gorgeous beautiful feminine goddess and you're like, fuck it. Like, you're just real and like, keeping it out there. <laughs> and I just love the juxtaposition of that because it's not what we, you know, put in our minds like a spiritual teacher, uh, how they should behave or, you know, how they should show up. And it's like, screw that. Right. And that's, yeah. that's why. And that's for people listening, wondering what we're talking about. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's part of it too. It's, it's like, I don't, everyone's always trying to fit in a specific category. And we're taught that from a very, very young age, you know, in school, you're the athlete or you're the cool girl or you're the this or you're the that. And like, you always have to fit in some sort of category. We're always doing that to ourselves. Why fit into a fucking category? Like just get rid of the categories and create your own and be your own person, whatever that looks like in, in your fullest expression as you are, because there's, when we try and like contort ourselves or like conform or like squeeze into something that isn't us, that what we're doing is we're denying parts of who we innately are. And that's why we feel anxious. And that's why we feel frustrated. And that's why we feel depressed is because we're denying 
pieces of our fucking truth. So in order to heal that, you have to tap into your voice and you have to have like utilize your courage to express yourself in a way that feels good for you and only you get to determine what that looks like and feels like. Exactly. And it's what feels good to you. So if you're listening yes. to this going, well, I, you know, I'm not going to start swearing. You don't have to. That's not what the show's about. <laughs> it's Mm-mm. about authentic expression. And I, I love where we're going with this. Like I, I love the, the trail we're following. And one of the questions that's coming up for me right now is, you know, people listening are going, well, that's great. I get it. Fear. Got to conquer fear. Like that seems to be the bottom line with so many things. And they might be saying, well, this is great. And this is wonderful. You know, you've had this beautiful overcoming story and you know there's people that are work in progress it are there any sort of practical tiny baby steps that someone who's listening and it's really that this message is on their heart that they're going god like i this sounds like me and i i want to express myself or i i I feel that i'm burdened by keeping myself small or dimming my light what are the baby steps they can start to take to overcome this fear Great question. So the only way through this is through, and that is through action. I mean, you probably, there's coaches out there and teachers out there that are going to teach you how to like become quote unquote fearless or do all these mindset things. And it's like, no, action is the thing that's going to shift your mindset because action is the thing that's going to prove your fear wrong, right? Like you, you're always constantly looking for evidence to, to prove it right. Let's prove it wrong by taking a piece of action. So if you have been wanting to express yourself and your purpose and your mission in a Facebook live, but are afraid to do it, do it today, like do it today. And if you aren't quite there yet and you've just, you, you haven't even been able to express yourself to around the people that you love, then find one person that you feel safe with and express yourself to them today. This is what it takes. Everyone wants the small step and they expect the small step to be easy. These are small steps, but it's not fucking easy because you're going to lean right up and get cozy, cozied up with your fear. Uh-huh. And, and that's the only way because fear is like, I always say it's kind of like a wall, right? When you feel it, it like comes out in front of you. You've got this giant wall. You look at the wall and you're like, nope, not doing that. And you turn away. I'm telling you to look at the fucking wall grab a jackhammer and like just hammer right through it. And that's the only way you're going to start to create a different story for yourself around this fear. Like, for example, for me, like one of the biggest things was like that fear of being judged. Um, I don't want people to judge me or not like me or, or think that I'm something that I'm not. And that was really heavy and that held me back from expressing my truth a lot. But now because I've done this so much, I, I've gotten to this place of like, okay, the fear's there, but I know that the it feels so much more rewarding when I actually take the piece of action because I've trained myself to do this over and over and over again. We become more adaptable and more flexible around our fears. So whatever it is, that one tiny piece of action that you can take today that is going to take you on the other side of that fear, do it. I absolutely love that. So do it for, I got do it today, whatever it is, take a baby step, do it today. 
And like, it's like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Because one of the things, and it's funny, I've been in this conversation with my private clients a lot in the last few weeks, which is this idea that we have to wait until we have the courage. We have to wait until we conquer the fear, you know, internally, or let me work on my self-esteem. And then when that's done, then I'm going to do the thing. But actually none of that happens unless you do the thing. It happens while you're doing the thing. Right. Like at that point, I'd tell my client, cool, call me when that happens. Like <laughs> I'm done with this call. Like right. we're, we're not doing a coaching session. Like the only way through is by taking action. And if you still refuse to take action, you've got to fucking own the fact that it's you that is holding you back. There's nothing else. It's you. So you have to take ownership of that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no, I love that. And there's no amount of, like you can't coach around that because what it is is you arguing for your limitations it's you like saying I'm going to stay stuck I'm going to stay stuck if you're afraid of heights the only way to conquer your fear of heights is to climb on the freaking thing and like look down and whatever bungee or do the thing yeah that's the only way you're going to conquer it you're not going to conquer it by having a coaching session around your fear around heights I, yeah, exactly. And it was funny because I was getting so tired of these types of conversations oh. that I, I created like a free video training because I was like, here, I'm just going to give this to people like do this and then call me like once you've done this. Um, so if you guys want the free training, you can head to my website, <laughs> but it's very action based. It's how to conquer your bullshit with CPR. Um, but I love it. Yeah. I, CPR is courage, persistence and resi- resilience. And uh, I, I'd love to talk about courage for a second, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, because you said something earlier, like people wait to have the courage. So courage is something that we're built with. And, you know, right now, just think about one moment in, in your life where you surprised yourself by how courageous you were. Like one thing, it can be completely unrelated, how courageous you were. That is all it takes to tap into our courage. And usually we wait until it's necessary, right? Like, oh, I need to do this. So I, uh, the courage needs to come up and we tap into it right then and there. But you can tap into your courage at any point in time. It's there. And the more that you tell yourself it's not there and it's something that you have to cultivate, the more detached you become from it. It's a muscle. And the more you use it, the, the stronger it gets. I mean, that's why we have people like adrenaline junkies, you know, like it's not like they were just born and they, they're like, yeah, I love jumping out of planes. Like they train themselves and they're just like, they love this. They're super courageous. So the more that you use that muscle of, of courageousness, the stronger it gets and the easier it becomes to tap into it. So you have courage within you. Everyone is dealt the same amount of courage, we, it's just some people are choosing to tap into it more and flex their courage muscles more than others. That's it. Love that. Oh my God. Courage is a muscle. Absolutely. And the more you take risks, even however baby they are, the more you jump into this place where, you know, it seems fearful. It seems like that wall is in front of you, mm-hmm. the stronger and stronger that muscle gets. And I love that you use the word resiliency. It's like my new favorite word because mm. that is cultivated. You have to cultivate that through stepping through your fears. Like a lot of people will, will say to me like, oh my God, how did you do this? How did you just give up everything and go travel and, and do all these things? And it's like, there's so many layers to that, but there's what it did for me is cultivate re- resilience because every time I was scared to step into something new, a new business, a new country, a new whatever, mm-hmm. I, I did it anyway. 
And yeah. it cult- the other thing it cultivates, which I, I want to highlight too, is it cultivates self-trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yeah. your experience with self-trust in that muscle? I mean, the more that I've learned to express myself, the more I trust myself. And I think self-trust is is one of those things that it ebbs and flows, right? We go through mm-hmm. periods in our life where we trust ourselves more and we go through periods in our life where we don't. And I think that that direct, is directly related to the ebbs and flows in our external life. You know, when shit's hitting the fan, we tend to not trust ourselves as much. And when shit's all falling into place, we trust ourselves more. So, I mean, I always say the bit, the most important relationship you have is the one you have with yourself and self-trust is the foundation for all of that. So for me, it's the more I lean into it, the more I trust, but I'm not going to lie. Like there are days when I wake up and the trust is totally shot, but it's just like any other relationship. You just have to nurture it and you just have to communicate with it and get, do what you need to do to shift back into that place of trust. And again, it's action based. Like you just need to take action to start trusting yourself. These baby steps, like what is the one thing you can do today to tap into that piece of self trust and do it today? Yes. Yeah. And do it today. Do it immediately. Yeah. I that's that's the kicker. It's like, do it right now. <laughs> right now. Okay. This is like a perfect, perfect end to this conversation. Whoever's listening, whatever your baby step is, you're going to end this audio and you're going to do it right now yes. and step into that fear. Ruby, I it was such a joy to have you on. I absolutely love talking to you. I love every time I see you. I love your energy. Uh, it's a joy and, a, and an honor to have you and your wisdom on the show. Thank you for being here. Mm, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising everyone for books and resources related to today's episode make sure you head over to sherisespodcast.com and i'll see you there if you've enjoyed today's episode make sure you tune back in next week when i dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be and hey if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it head on over to itunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show 